0: This is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology of the week of August 7th. The theme of this week is the Fool's Journey. So we can think about the Tarot deck, and the Fool sets out on his journey, it's the Zero card. So, can you embrace a beginner's mind this week? Can you be open to discovery and in awe of the world as you move through it? Also think about how you can be excited for what life brings and optimistic despite all the chaos that is going on in the collective. So there are three big things I want you to think about this week, but we have to take a look back before we can move forward. So last week... Mars, the planet of action, Uranus, the planet of shocks, Oz awakening, and sudden events, and the North Node of Destiny, which speaks to where we were heading, all met at 18 degrees of Taurus. And this was a very big event. Three of the big stories that I've noticed that have come out so far, now this is something that's unfolding as they start a new cycle together. Number one, Monkeypox was declared an emergency in several states when the WHO, the World Health Organization, made an announcement about it. Now, Uranus rules homosexuality and Mars rules sex. So sometimes astrology is just very, very literal. And unfortunately, most of the people who are getting this disease is gay men, and they're not saying it's an STD specifically, but that has thus far been the primary mode of transmission. And so there has been given guidance and information in order to help people protect themselves and especially you know men who are most at risk of this disease because it's just spreading so quickly and it has devastating impact on the people who are infected by it and there's not enough vaccine right now to go around the second thing i noticed about this big conjunction was that the fed again in the us raised interest rates three quarters of a point to try to stem this runaway inflation which has been very uranian where it's just going up and up and uranus and taurus taurus rules money we can see you know these big changes and monetary policy is very on track and mars taking action to try to stem this tide Also, due to the war in Ukraine, President Zelensky announced that they would harvest about half of their grain exports that they typically have to ship out to the rest of the world, despite a... Agreement, which was made with Russia, in order to let you know ships go through, in order to you know help prevent a worsening of the food crisis that's been the result of Russia's aggression and war against Ukraine, and continued bombing and and whatnot that the actions that Russia has taken is going to lead to a even worsening of the food crisis. And Uranus in Taurus is a topic about food and square Saturn as food shortages. The last time Uranus was in Taurus over like 80 some years ago, it was the Dust Bowl, the time of, you know, the Grapes of Wrath was written and there was a lot of hunger And famine that was going on. So, these are three of the big things I saw in the last week. The stories will continue to come out, but I taped this early. So, as we start the week, the thing that's happening is so Mars, after the conjunction with Uranus, is now going to square Saturn, and they are both at 22 degrees. So, Mars at 22 degrees of Taurus, and Saturn at 22 degrees of Aquarius both in fixed signs, and Mars is the gas and Saturn is the break. So we may see some like stronger restrictions about some of the topics that I mentioned, and they're being action taken to stem the tides more than just information given. So we'll see what happens with this Mars square Saturn in your own life. Just be aware of like watching out for feeling blocked and frustrated saturn can delay things and saturn's retrograde right now which makes it even more burdensome with what saturn can bring saturn can be like the brick wall that we come up against so we can think about how can we embrace the fool who's going on his merry way and you know, with this sense of delight. And when we come up against restrictions, go over them or under them or around them rather than, you know, just bang our head against the wall and being frustrated. So that's the first thing I want you to think about. Managing that Mars square Saturn, using the energy of drive and discipline to just keep things moving forward and figuring out how to overcome obstacles. Remember, Mercury is now in the sign of Virgo where it can operate the best. So how we think and communicate can be really practical and organized and we can take actions to get stuff done rather than be frustrated and give up. Now, the moon is out of bounds. This is the second thing. The moon is out of bounds most of the week, Sunday through Thursday. And the moon rules the people. It rules people's moods. And out of bounds is when the moon moves past the declination, which is a measure of latitude, essentially, the declination of the sun, which is kind of like a boundary for us. It moves past the ecliptics, the sun's path. So when planets go out of bounds, they take on a Uranian flavor. People may be a little extra on edge this week. They may do what they want to do when they come up against restrictions. They may just explode, quit jobs unexpectedly, just stomp out of the room and things like that. So just be aware that people can be a little extra agitated. And for your own self, can you do what you can do to like maintain some grounding? Practice your tools. And the last thing is we're going to be having a full moon in Aquarius, a 19 Aquarius. Aquarius is the sign of the collective. It is the I know. So when we have the sun in Leo and the moon in Aquarius, it's like we can think about how we are taking our own actions to pursue the joy that we want in our lives and express ourselves. But keep in mind with that opposition that we are part of a collective and it is important about how we take action and how our actions affect other people. How interesting with this monkeypox coming up and becoming a crisis how this is going to be very reflective for some people in their own lives, how they take actions to create joy and pleasure versus what the collective needs, as well as we can see with how one person, Vladimir Putin in one state, Russia, is causing energy shortages, a gas crisis, a food crisis for people around the world. And Putin has his South Node in Leo, and the South Node means that is like a Drain, and this is where we can get into the shadow sides of certain energies. It's where we hold talents, but you know, we're supposed to try to balance that south node and the north node energy. So, yeah. You can think about, you know, on the small scale and the large scale, how people's actions can affect a lot of people. So this is happening at 19 Aquarius. And it, there, there's some really beautiful things about this full moon. It's conjunct the fixed star swallowson The moon is conjunct swallowson This is the dolphin star. So you can think about how you can be playful. So again, bringing back this fool's energy. Yes, I love this. The sun is conjunct Amor and Amor about like love and Mars parallel Eros. Again, you know, this sexual imagery and Mercury parallel Toro. So this could be a great time for fun and flirty and fabulous activity. If you're single, you're ready to mingle. Yes, I love this for flirting. Yes, yes, yes. Now, flirting doesn't have to end up in the bedroom. We can just, you know, take things slow and meet someone and and flesh things out with the relationship. But I think the week next weekend can be, oh, it's so much fun because that full moon will still be in effect. Yeah. Now there is this fixed T-square. So some people are going to have difficulty with this energy because the sun and Leo will be opposite the moon, which is very close to Saturn. So when the moon Saturn can be like people feeling restricted and held back or having burdens, and then Uranus in Taurus will be squaring the sun and the moon. So this is a fixed T-square. It's tough energy. The releases in Scorpio, where the south node is, where people may want to go to extremes. But how can you think about managing this energy without going to extremes, keeping things light, taking one step ahead of the other, the north nodes in Taurus calling us to just be steady and methodical and not go to extremes. And yeah, the Saturn-Uranus square is activated with this full moon and it's tightening. So, you know, how can we, when we come up against the restrictions, how can we learn, how can we be inspired by that full energy and not break down? We don't break down, we break through. And you can think about with this full moon, it's an ongoing story, the lunar gestational families where we had a new moon, at 23 Aquarius, right near this on February 11th, 2021. So a story may have started in your life if you have a planet or a point right around probably 17 to 24 Aquarius. And maybe, you know, if you have something opposite or square that and any of the fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio or Aquarius. And then there was a first quarter moon last November where the sun was at 19 Scorpio and the moon was at 19 Aquarius. So again, activating that part of your chart, expanding the story. And now we're coming up to the nine months after that, the full moon, all is revealed. Things are illuminated with the sun opposite the moon, the Leo and the Aquarius archetypes will be enforced and this cycle will will start to conclude next May in Taurus season where there'll be a third quarter Aquarius moon where that will be the psychological integration of all that came before it. So those are the things I want you to keep in mind as we move through this week. So I did something a little different this week. I selected a tarot card for each day of the week. I have to change things up. That is just me. I have Mars and Venus and Gemini, and I need to be adaptable. Yes, I do. So the tarot card for Sunday is the strength card. And the astrological correspondence is the sign Leo. And we are in Leo season. Now, as we start this week, the moon is in Sagittarius. I love a Sagittarius moon. That fiery energy is so optimistic and abundant. If we can not get too cynical or critical or Just overbearing with our own thoughts and feelings and emotions. And on Sunday, there is some real shifting energy. Venus, the planet of love, beauty, and harmony, will try Neptune. Venus is in Cancer. Neptune is in Pisces. These are both water signs. They're both at 25 degrees. This may be mostly internal for people because it's the yin signs. So watch out getting about getting whisked away with romance for an idea and not contemplating the reality of the work that's involved. That because that may lead to frustration because soon after that beautiful trine, we have Mars and Taurus squaring Saturn in Aquarius. That can be the, uh uh-oh, I just ran head forward into trouble. So think about that. Don't necessarily make any big decisions impulsively this week as we're dealing with this. Now, the sun is conjunct the fixed star, Dupe, and this is an ancient animal goddess. So this is passive strength. I really see this star and the sun shining a light on it um, being the feminine principle of strength and patience. Bernadette Brady, who wrote the Stars and Planets book, you can go to the link for my Amazon store and purchase it if you so like. I love this book. I use it constantly. It's a great reference tool. So think about how you can calmly solve problems rather than taking dynamic action how you can resist like forces that are exerting pressure on you and value quietness. So today, think about that strength card. Think about the lion and that feminine and inward principle of determination when you come up against obstacles and deal with any crises or difficulties. On Monday, the tarot card is the justice card. Now, the astrological correspondence is Libra. And with this card, I want you to think about the decisions you make and the consequences they may have and how can you embody fairness and stay level-headed. The moon will enter the earth sign of Capricorn at 1138 a.m. Pacific time, I love a Capricorn moon for a work week. This is a time where you can plan and get things done in a systematic fashion. The sun and Leo will trine Chiron and Aries. They're both at 16 degrees. Uh, Trines, like this is just a smooth flow of energy. So there is the potential for people to get their feelings hurt with Chiron and Aries. So watch out with that Capricorn moon about being too curt or too short with people now we're going to have the moon enter the gibbous phase at one capricorn one degree of capricorn at 1 44 p.m pacific time the gibbous moon when you look in the sky and i really encourage you to connect with the moon by going out and seeing her think about the gibbous moon is pregnant with possibilities there can be a strong desire to connect with other people with that desire to communicate, so watch out for harsh words or being a little cold with what you say, because Venus and Cancer will be opposite Pluto and Capricorn, both at 26. This brings to mind, to me, like power struggles with someone who that, you know, you should be devoted to Vesta and Venus. Vesta, the principle of devotion, and Venus, you know, love, harmony, relationships are in a quintile and that could be a grace note. Watch out for being in power struggles with someone or an idea you're devoted to. Think about how you can bring harmony rather than just being right. Be balanced. Think about the scales of justice. On Tuesday, the tarot card is the wheel of fortune. This is the Jupiter card. So there may be some unexpected change. And some people could be really lucky. This is a great day to buy a lottery ticket. But when we think about the Wheel of Fortune, you know, there are things that are outside of our control that are larger than ourselves. And Mars is in a parallel, which is like a secret conjunction with Uranus. So this day could be somewhat volatile. Also, Mercury and Virgo is King Kong's Jupiter and Aries. They are both at eight degrees. King Kunxes can move us in different directions. So things we say could have an impact on our fate for the positive or the negative. Words could lead to adjustments needing to be made. Mars is also semi-square Jupiter. So we don't want to act in an impulsive way that could bring some, you know, have a bigger reaction or response from someone than we really wanted to. So think about that. How can we stay on the side of good fortune and good luck? And who knows, serendipity may come calling. On Wednesday, the tarot card is the lovers. So we can think again about choices and their consequences. The lovers card can be about decisions. It also can be about, you know, two people being in harmony or not. Mars is parallel the North Node. So there is a conjunction there. So how you interact with people could help you maintain or solidify relationships with allies or turn people into enemies. So keep that in mind. The sun and Leo will square the node. So the sun and Leo at 18 degrees, the north node at 18 Taurus and the south node at 18 Scorpio. And think about when you come up against choices, do you take the high road? going to the North Node right now in Taurus, keeping things simple, one foot in front of the other. How can we have ease? How can we nurture ourselves and stay grounded versus the South Node shadow side of Scorpio in terms of how can we go to going to extremes or trying to exert too much control? So think about that with that lover's card. The moon will enter Aquarius at 1144 a.m. Pacific time. Think about how you can take a step back and have a higher view. Consider the collective when you're moving forward. On Thursday, the tarot card is the Empress. How can you wear your crown with pride? It may feel a little bit like a roller coaster on this day. The Empress correlates with Venus. And I think I forgot to say that the lovers correlates with Gemini, the sign of Gemini. So I just want to let you know that. But the Empress is the Venus card, the principle of love, harmony, balance. Venus is very fertile, could be fertile with a baby, also fertile with a idea for growing your yourself. Yeah, the sun will square Uranus, both the sun and Leo at 18, Uranus and Taurus at 18. This can be like shining a spotlight on something that needs to change, or some people may be agitated. There could be, you know, news in the collective with the sun square Uranus, but just, you know, Rolling with the changes, rolling with the punches, with the crown on straight, I think is a great thing to think about how you can how you can do it, how you can be that leadership principle of the divine ruler, the empress, maintain yourself as a queen. Now, Mercury will semi-square Pluto. So some people will get some uncomfortable news or there's a potential for like some kind of power struggle or some frustration. So this is why it's so important to wear that crown. Venus will move into the sign of Leo at 1129 a.m. Pacific time. So Venus and Leo, I love this energy. Now we can be desiring a praise of being treated like royalty, but Venus on the high road is very loyal, but it also enjoys luxury. So really think about, you know, not buying something you can't afford. As Venus moves towards that trine with Jupiter, some people are going to be making decisions they may regret. You know, leave your credit card at home or think about your bank account before you buy anything would be my advice with this. You can be an empress with repurposing things in your closet. But it's a time of celebration. Fun parties will be had with Venus and Leo. Remember, that the full moon is going to, which is on this day at 19 Aquarius at 6.35 p.m. Pacific time, is connected with Swallowson, that dolphin star about being playful. Also, Mars and Taurus is sextile Neptune and Pisces. Those are both at 24 degrees. These are yin signs, so this may be more internal. So how can you be creative and compassionate? Extend kindness. Be a benevolent queen. Be a benevolent ruler. The Sabian symbol for this full moon is a large white dove bearing a message. So, I mean, ideally, I would love to see an end to the war in Ukraine, the Russian invasion. I have all these fantasies about Putin being taken out and, and you know, this thing ending. So that may just be a pipe dream. But if you've been in a conflict with anyone, think about maybe how you can be compassionate and put an end to it. Yes, I love that. Be the Empress. On Friday, the tarot card is the High Priestess. This is a day where it's possible for you to be extra intuitive and get some downloads. So wisdom coming in in surprising way, trusting your intuition. The moon enters Pisces at 1144 a.m. Pacific time. Can you slow down and find some ease? Pisces moons are a time to just get quiet, go internal, just slow down. There's always a sense of something ending with a Pisces moon. Yeah, doing something creative, having a beautiful meal on Friday night and a romantic evening would be lovely. Now Uranus has paralleled the north node, so this is where you may get the downloads coming in where just, yeah, just wise thoughts come through your mind or someone says something brilliant to you. Trust your intuition on this day. On Saturday, the tarot card is the world. What cycles are you ready to complete in your life? The sun and Leo will be opposite Saturn in Aquarius at 21 degrees on Sunday, the next day. And 21 is a number on the world card, the world tarot card. It's the last card of the major arcana which when you pull one of the major arcana cards, it's like this bigger theme. So I want you to, with this day, I want you to consider as we're moving towards the sun opposite Saturn, how you seek joy, how you entertain yourself. What paradigm shifts have you made over the last couple of years since 2020 when life changed for all of us throughout the world? Think about that. Think about what cycles you want to complete and, you know, also how your hard work over time has led to rewards. But remember, at the full moon, we have some sense of celebration. We celebrate any wins. We release things that no longer serve us. So don't forget to do that with the full moon. And yeah, maybe, you know, if you have a tarot deck, you know, contemplate each of these cards and the energies on the days I suggested. And as always, They will be in the show notes, so if you forget one day, you can always come back and look at the show notes for the podcast. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at AstrologyByCeleste.com with any astrology in action stories about the Saturn and Mars square or any other of the transits I mentioned or just let me know how the themes are playing out for you if you have any thoughts about the tarot cards that I suggested for you to contemplate. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website astrologybyceleste.com where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow Rate it five stars or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.